Dialed by Science CEOs is hosted by me, Megan Martis. And me, Io Aikby. We are young CEOs and founders of ventures in the clothing industry. I am the founder of Pangio, a premium clothing care company. And I'm the founder of Clovo, a natural undergarment company. With our shared backgrounds in science and engineering, we take a unique lens to talk about sustainability, representation, and innovation. To do this, we bring on incredible change makers in the clothing industry to grow awareness and positive change. Today, our change maker is Kai, the co-founder of Unbiased, which is using AI to make the fashion industry more sustainable through cutting production waste. So welcome to the podcast, Kai. How are you doing today? Thank you, Megan. I'm super excited. It's my pleasure to be here. And I'm actually calling from Detroit, Michigan. It's a little windy and raining today. But other than that, I'm feeling great. That's great. That's great. Yeah, so if you're wondering, so Kai and I are from the University of Michigan. That's actually how we connected. And we started a really awesome company and had reached out to me about doing a, a prototyping project. So I'm super excited to have been working with her so far. Yeah, so... I would love to hear more about your journey at U of M, what you were studying there, um, and just like what you've been doing post-college before starting your startup. Yeah, of course. So I'm originally from China, and I came to Michigan for school. So I studied as electrical engineering and computer science at U of M, and I graduated 2019 with a master's degree in X. And at the graduation, I had the chance to join a startup that was located in another Spark, which is an incubator for startups, to work in a collaborative co-working space to build their product, to prove their product market fit, and create value and growth. So I have been with that company for about two years as your data scientist. And after working for a while, I discovered that there are other problems around the fashion industry and sustainability that I feel more related to. And that's the work and that's my passion. I, want, I wanted to make that my mission and put more my effort and my attention into the areas I really care about. And that's how I started Unbiased. Wow, that's amazing. And you mentioned that you studied electrical engineering for undergrad? Yes, I was doing the same as undergrad. That's amazing. I studied electrical engineering, so a lot of what you were saying about computer vision, machine learning, all of that's very familiar to me. Um, and congratulations on your journey. It seems like you have been very, like, in purpose of like what you have been interested in and that, that's really amazing that you were like um you kind of like saw more of your passions as you were working too and you decided to pursue that so i'd love to hold some space and talk about unbiased like what is unbiased and tell us a little bit more about your startup story and how you've gone about building your company yeah of course so a little of personal information of myself so uh i like shopping and probably like most girls we all like to shop for pretty clothes and getting the most trendy items but beyond that there i beyond that i have been reading like news on the newspaper on the website and there 
there are environmental activists saying and facts about how bad the fashion industry is actually. So there is so fashion is the second largest polluter, second to oil. And there is a lot of waste coming out of the industry, and some of them just went to directly to landfill, and some of them were incinerated. And this makes me wonder, like, if the planet will not be sustainable, or if the Earth we rely to live on is no longer a suitable habitat for us in the future. What does it even matter if we dress beautifully? So that's really the question I asked myself, and then I started to do more research into how big or how huge is the waste problem and the pollution problem is in the fashion industry. I I am very shocked, and as a person with data science background, I'm wondering how can I help as an individual to make the industry better. And I started to formulate formulate more thoughts around that, and one of the one one of which. Come stood up among the many, which is the idea of unbiased. So the so the the mission is, the mission for unbiased is that we wanted to use big data analytics and artificial intelligence to help fashion brands figure out what is the fashion product that going to sell for the next season they were planning for, and how much in quantity and how much in size they can. Plan for that season, and we do that by collecting multiple data sources because we all know that end result of、uh, of one product sale depends on multiple factors. Some of them are, what does the product look like? Is it what what fabric it is made of? What is the what is the silhouette? What is the sleeves shape? What is your what is the neck shape? So those are the intrinsic features of the product, and there are also other、um, factors influences, such as what your competitors are doing, what is the weather, what is the economy, and how much visitors you get from the e-commerce website, and how much footprint you get from your retail store, and all those information. So it's really hard for human to work on such complex and massive data to come up. With insights to understand, so how we use all these existing useful information to best make the decision that will that will produce most valuable results. And the current process, how the industry doing it, is a group of designers and fashion buyers and planners. They work together to figure out those numbers, and they use spreadsheets. They use shared Google Docs. It's a very manual and long process for them to do so. So I see it differently. So using artificial intelligence and new technology is it should liber liberate the people from all of those routine work, so that they can focus their time and effort into more creative part of it, which is coming up with new designs and coming up with new business strategy. So that's how I see AI can be helpful in that process, and that's the idea of unbiased. Wow, that's that's crazy. It's amazing that you recognize all these trends and then recognized how you could take a change. I think that there's a lot of awareness about these issues, but most people don't take that step to really make a company out of it. And I think that's incredible. And also seeing how 
is really a need for a new technology in this space rather than just manual calculations, which definitely probably have a lot of error. As we all know, there's a lot of waste in the fashion industry. So I'm so impressed and I've been so impressed working with you so far. Um, I would love to hear more about like how, like the, you're creating these algorithms, like how you're building this company um, intricately from like the AI side of things as well. Yeah, of course. And we are still very young at the very beginning of the process. And I'm very grateful for the opportunities Megan has offered us. So for any of the audience, just a little bit more information. So Unbiased is currently a partner with Megan's brand, Global Brands. So we're working together to build a uh, proof of concept to see, to quantify, uh, to quantify how much um, in value, how much in time using new technology can help us in this process. Awesome. awesome. Uh, and I feel like you've also been incredibly thoughtful about how you've, you've identified this problem and also have used your expertise to, to find a solution. Um, and especially since the industry is so large too, it exactly. makes sense that using the Excel sheet, uh, the, the shared Google Docs is not as, like a long-term, sustainable, scalable way to make better decisions. And so it's so cool how you've, you've thought about it and also created a solution that it, um, it seems like has so much potential to make a big impact across the industry as a whole. Okay, so from our, to add to that point, from our customer discovery interviews, one thing we find out is that people are naturally reluctant and resistant for change. So in order to change the way how people currently work, and how to mobilize those people to embrace the new technology, that's a, like a very hard problem to solve. And that's also one of the most common problems many of the innovators and technologists facing while they're trying to, uh, while they're trying to make their solution more available to, to, more, to more people. And one, one of the biggest reasons people fear about new technology is that they, they, they are afraid that their jobs could be replaced. And to my perspective, that's a natural evolution of the society. So when the first um, industry-wise automation happened, it created more jobs because each person's um, job was distributed into many specific tasks so that they can work together in a production line and each person specialized in that thing and the productivity of the society significantly increased. But with the era of AI, it's very different because all of those routine work that requires less creativity and less passion they can be replaced and will be replaced by robots and AI in the next 10 or 20 years. If you think about autonomous driving and delivering, the algorithms and the cameras and the sensors are already smart enough to detect the traffic lights and pedestrians and how to operate in emergency situations. So the truck drivers are probably going to lose their job very soon. 
but for other for the opposite spectrum of the uh, routine and creativity, there is another category of job that requires lots of creativity and lots of passion. And those are the areas that the entire society needs to work together to uh, to pay more attention to and to create more job opportunities on those areas so that more people can be liberated from doing routine job and repetitive, re repetitive work because humans are designed to uh, to, to not just fulfill like the work that could be done by machine, there is more meaning to a person's existence. They can be they can be doing like more about building personal connection type of work, like social work or health caregivers. Those type of jobs are not very likely to be replaced by AI or robotics in the twenty or next twenty or thirty years. And it's this and this blueprint actually comes from a very famous AI expert, Kai Fu Lee. So I I strongly agree with him, and that's and that's why I'm talking about it. And I think that's how the way we should as a society to look at it. Very insightful. And along your journey of starting unbiased, what have you found to be your, the challenges that you've experienced as a young entrepreneur and also a young woman in the entrepreneurial world, and how have you gone about navigating them? Well, I actually have not, I would say, given much thought to that because I haven't just like doing the things I think uh, it would be helpful to. Um, to for me to understand more about the current status and just reaching out to people to see what they respond. I know naturally there are like a lot of challenges, like when in the process of doing customer interview, you need to reach out to the audience that you are solving the problem for. And that's a big challenge for us because I am a person that's young, who is young and just starting her career. I do not have the strong social capital and network of the people that I intended to talk to. And and I, well, it's a fact, and I kind of just embraced it and accepted it, and trying to really connect with the people who, who cares about the topic I'm, I'm putting work on. And my personal belief is that for all the connections you wanted to establish, for all the mentors you want to have, and for all the visions that you wanted to achieve, you just need to start with working on it first. And then the people see what you have done and your the results you have achieved, they will come to you. And that's how my personal philosophy or belief works. That definitely is a great, great way to go about it, like reaching out to where your audience is and I'm curious as to, so do you have a team that helps you with this? And like, what kind of channels do you reach out through? Like, what's your customer discovery uh, strategy? Yeah, of course. So I work on this with uh, 12 of my other amazing co-founders. Uh, one of them is a buyer. So she is in the supply chain and she knows the buying process. Another of my co-founder, he's currently doing his MBA degree. Um, 
So that, that really helps our team to develop business strategy and how to respond to situations that you know we have we don't know how to respond honestly and we need and also we we're both around the same age and we also have an awesome group of mentors that teach us those things that we don't know of like i have a great mentor his name is steve and he we talk every week about the topics of cells um, and psychology and how to manage yourself first. And then you can start it to um, manage your team and also manage the client relationship and other areas of your business that you want it to be successful at. Wow. Sounds like you have incredible support around you and that's, Amazing that you're building this company with a team of people who are adding like their own individual expertise and also their individual perspectives into this, which I think is um, incredibly impactful. So uh, you are a woman in STEM, which is amazing. Um, and you're also innovating too. So what has that been like, like your experience about being a woman in STEM? And um, can you tell us more about like representation and why that matters in the industry? Yeah, so I grew up in China, and the um, the education system works um, a little differently than here. So as a 12th grade, you graduate from high school, and you need to take exam. And here, you need to take ACT and apply for college. In China, it's different. You need to pass a national entrance exam, and after that, uh, after your score is disclosed, you can you can apply for colleges just based solely based on the score. And when you go to college, your first year, well, you you already have to pick a major before you went to college. So there's no like freshman year. You can just pick whatever classes you're interested in and decide your um, concentration on the second year. It's, it works differently. So for me, uh, when I was in high school, my physics, uh, chemistry, and biology class have always been like uh, more interesting to me than other areas like uh, like uh, literature or art or, or other areas of LSA. So that's how I kind of decided to, I wanted to learn more about science and, and technology. And then I actually didn't select um, electrical and computer engineering as my first major. While I, I was in my freshman year, I discovered, oh, there are like computer programmers. That's so cool. Uh, I wanted to just to understand how does each device get connected to the network and how does even the network works. So that was the that was the problem I was really interested in. That's how I got into and switched my major to electrical engineering and computer science. And since then, I I wasn't feeling like I I am less competent just because I'm a girl. So in my perspective, every person is like equally good at doing stuff as long as they, they put their own attention and effort into it. I'm actually a little surprised when People ask me, what did you study in college or what is your degree? Whenever I say, like, I mean, electrical engineering, computer science, they're like, wow, you're smart. And 
I don't know if they would say the same thing if I were a guy. So it's um, it's very interesting. The the one point I want to communicate is that there's no gender really in whatever field you do. It doesn't stop you from being successful just because you're a woman. And also for men too, it doesn't. You don't have to feel like you're genderly or or your pressure to have to do the the mainly thing. You can be the caregiver. You can be the stay at home dad. Everyone should be allowed and enjoy whatever they wanted to do instead of fitting in the the model or expectation or stereotype other people in society is putting on you. I I totally, totally agree with you and can definitely relate to people asking and then acting like they're super surprised (laughs) as if it was impossible or something. And I definitely think that kind of like you said, everyone, anyone can do anything. It's really just about if they put the work in or not. So definitely agree, and you definitely put the work in and really creating innovative solutions to the clothing industry problems. Um, and I guess like with your current work in the AI space relating to the fashion industry, do you see how AI can change the fashion industry in additional ways? Like, do you think that it can also be integrated into other parts of the supply chain? Yes, of course. So there are so many areas I can think of industry could benefit from the technology. So the current existing ones are like marketing technology. We are very familiar with that and it's prevalent everywhere. But I don't personally connect with that very well. It's mostly about understanding and building a customer profile to run targeted ads. So that's how the marketing and commercial success of all the um, um, what is that word? It's like capitalism. People are trying to put things into your brain and make you feel like you'll have to buy it. Unless if you don't do that, you are missing out or you are not perceived as attractive or whatever. But, but my my personal mission is how to use the technology to make it you know, more, more green and more sustainable. So from that perspective, there are a couple of areas I can think of. First off is definitely in the manufacturing process. So every time a fabric yes. is created, some of them needs to be going through a dyeing process and make it into different colors. So I know there is a lot of pollution and waste, and one of the critical problems, according to one, one, I would say one acquaintance of mine, she's in the manufacturing, um, uh, fabric manufacturing and dyeing industry. She communicated to me that there is no um, affordable and reliable solutions for people to figure out what is the process or is the combination of chemical colors you can use in a batch so that the outcome of the fabric has consistent color and it's not defective? That's a really critical issue. Like, let's think about it. You need to produce um, 10 batches of the fabric in, in this specific color. 
And if your humidity or your chemical and your fabric you're using are slightly different, the end result is not going to look consistent. What does that mean for you? Do you have to go through the entire process again? Or you just accept that you have no quality assurance for your product? So there's first a lot of waste out there. And artificial intelligence algorithm can definitely help us to figure out and learn from the previous experiments to see uh, what is the current condition and what is the criteria so that we can match the result that were that were produced before. That's one ear. The other ear is in the pattern cutting process. We all know fabrics, before you make any clothes, you need to cut fabrics into different patterns and then you sew it together. And one actually interesting class I had at uh, your fan is about um, optimization, integer optimization, which exactly solved this problem. So you have a square or rectangular fabric how do you cut the pattern so that you can produce the most amount out of the fabric? And actually lots of the textile waste come out of that. So if we can figure out a way to efficiently use leftover fabric or making clothes out of them, we wouldn't need to produce as many. That's another area I identified. And the third area I wanted to share with is in the process of uh, making purchasing plans, which is what Unbias is trying to solve. So if we can use AI to predict the demand accurately, there wouldn't be many overstocked items as sent to landfill or be incinerated. So those are the three ones that I have identified so far. And i like to hear more thoughts from the audience or from the hosts. I just love how you are so clear about the different areas that you want to work on and make an impact on. Um, I think I, I'm personally I'm personally not necessarily like making an actual um, like clothing clothing like uh, Megan is, but as I start to learn more about the clothing industry and the process, I see that there's so much waste and I, I'm learning that there's so much waste and a lot of that's like not sustainably taken care of. And so I think that's like amazing how you're, you're trying to find affordable and like reasonable solutions for people to better manage like what they have and take care of it better. Um, Megan, any thoughts there? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think I, I just learned so much. I had no idea about the dying process. Um, that's incredible, though, if AI could really fix that issue, because I'm sure that manufacturers lose a lot of money over that every year, too. So I think that'd be really interesting. And, and definitely I have heard about the, the fabric cutting issues. And I'm just it's really great, though, that you're even working on one of these issues. I feel like everyone knows these issues, but no one's really making an impact on them. So I think it's just incredible that you really are making that impact. And also it's important, I wanted to encourage you know, more people to join this um, join this fight with us. So there's more people coming in, there's more smart brains, there will be more innovative ways. There may be a hundred or thousand more solutions that we can implement and, and, and brainstorm about and, and see how effective they can be. And I believe if there are more people 
joining us and solving these problems, it will actually be sustainable in the future. Absolutely. I love how you touch on like the collaborative effort, not just within your team, but also like in the industry as whole. Mm-hmm. So on that same kind of team of impact, what do you want your long-term impact to be with unbiased and beyond? What is what 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 do you eventually like want to help create and like add to the industry impact wise? So for me, the really long-term vision I have is for the entire supply chain to become digitalized and transparent. So the current well, the current way it works is that there are so many processes. And in order to make one pair of clothes we put on ourselves today, you, your clothes might travel like four continents before they ended up at your as a retail store next to your door. And how can we figure out a system that that tracks all the logistics and all the resource usage? I mean, the uh, the electricity consumption or water consumption. And the workers put into the effort to fa- to fabricate to fabricate all of this. So, if we can build a system to keep track of all of this, we will start. We will identify, and it will become clear to us what is the bottom line that's holding us from building a green industry. And that's where we can start to work on that and optimize it. And I know, like. I'm thinking about how like blockchain can be incorporated into that process to help the supply chain become more transparent. And the other approach could be really taking a a demand-driven approach instead of uh, just make to stock, we need to come up with new innovative ways like we only fabricate sense this much based on pre-orders and we don't produce more, even if there is like new interest or request. So that way we have zero waste. But of course that will also require more people to have the domain knowledge and wanted to devote their their effort into this to develop those corresponding infrastructure and system to do so. Wow. <laughs> I just feel like every time you talk, you say you're just so passionate about what you're doing and the impact that you want to make. And it just makes me so happy that you are doing this and you as a person are just amazing. So I think that thank was, you. yeah, thank you. This is, this was such an incredible um, topic to discuss. And I think I, I learned so much. Um, I think my, my main takeaways is definitely that, there is like so much to be done. And I think that you're doing such a great job to start off, like what really needs to be done in the fashion industry and you're creating so much transparency. And I'm just blown away by all the work that you've done on this so far. And being such like an early stage company that you're in currently, like it's incredible that you already have all this information. Like you've definitely done your homework. So I'm just, I'm just so impressed by you, Kai. <laughs> uh, thank you. I, I get some credit for doing the research. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely want to echo what Megan said. I am just learning so much. I've learned so much and um, I'm so encouraged by your passion and your just like will to want to make 
things better and actively do it. Um, and so you're very inspiring, Kai. And for me, my takeaways have been two things. So the first one is to use your interests and your passions to solve problems. I just love how like the whole thing was like natural for you. Like you're, you studied something that you were interested in. You went into the startup space that you were interested in, and then you found a problem within the space and you decided to use what you're already great at and what you already love to solve it. And so I love that. Um, and I think um, that that's, that's oh, honestly where a lot of the greatest ideas come from is like just what you already love to do and seeing things that just aren't working. And then the second piece is collaboration is key. I never heard you say it's just me, it's just I that's doing it. You always mentioned your team. You mentioned the mentors. You mentioned the, the key people who have helped you along your journey. And also, not just with unbiased, but also you talked about the industry and how there's more people coming into this space that are trying to make positive change. And it really is like to make change collaborative. It's a collaborative process. And so um, I'm really glad that you highlighted that again. And that was a, a really big takeaway for me. So uh, learn so much, Kai. You are amazing to say the least. Thank you. I'm, I'm really uh, happy and it's my pleasure to share all the thoughts with more people. Yeah, so thank you so much, Kai, for joining us today. And I think that our audience probably has a few questions for you or wants to engage more on the topic. So feel free to leave some comments in the chat below. And if you think that anyone else would be interested in learning more about AI in the fashion space, since this is really a new topic and something that's up and coming and guys, one of the free, the front runners. So uh, thank you so much for listening to the styled by science CEOs podcast. Oh, wait, looks like IO has one more question. So wait, wait before we wrap up. Uh, yes. Thanks, Megan. So Kai, is there something that we didn't ask you that you want to share with everyone? Well, there are a lot of things that you ask me, and it's really, yeah, a hard question. <laughs> um, I guess um, one more thing I wanted to share with the audience is probably um, if you're interested in what we are doing, you can follow us on social media. We have Instagram accounts, which is at unbiased, U-N-B-U-Y-I-S-T. And you can learn the impact of the fashion industry and how you as an individual can reduce and lower your carbon footprint by introducing, by practicing some of the recycling and choosing sustainable and green brands. Amazing, Kai. And we will definitely drop all of your links down below so people can stay connected with you and watch you along your incredible journey. Um, like Megan said, we are so grateful that you came on and shared um, your mission, your story, and what you're doing to make this industry better. So Kai, thank you again. And everyone, um, can't wait to see you for our next episode. Let us know all of your thoughts, comments, leave us reviews. We love to hear it. We love to see it. Um, and thank you. And we'll see you again at Style by Science CEO's podcast.